Jeremiah 32nd chapter, verse 17 and verse 27. Jeremiah 32, verse 17 and verse 27. Those of you that have it, say amen. I, Lord God, behold, thou hast made the heavens and the earth by the great, thy great power and stretched out arm. There is nothing too hard for thee. And there is nothing too hard for thee. 27, say, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for God? There is nothing too hard for, this is recorded on more, more than this one occasion, and this happens to be almost a trying time for it to be recorded, but I want to put it in this house that really there is nothing too hard for God. So for subject matters today, if you will, and yeah, you know me, you're going to be talking to your neighbor, neighbor, so just nudge them and tell them, let me bless you now. Look at your neighbor and tell them, stop trying to figure it out. God has already worked it out. Stop trying to figure it out. God has already worked it out. And I need to put my own disclaimer for 2014 on it. And it's going to be big. It's going to be big. Stop trying to work, figure it out. God has already worked it out. And it shall be big. It shall be big. At the beginning of January 2014, those of you know that the Lord put in my spirit that this is the year big. I just need about 2,000 people just to scream big in this house. The acronym for big is to believe in God. I know this year is about to end, and I have been screaming it. I've been a megaphone for the word believe in God. And here we are in the 11th month of 2014, and I still stand as adamant as I can be in the Holy Ghost and still declare and decree, this is my year of big. We are into the fourth quarter, and we we know that the victory is won in the fourth quarter. The choir has assured us that it is already done. So I prophesy over this house as we exit this year, getting ready to enter into the next year. But before the year is over, I release abundant blessings. I release enormous breakthrough. I release gigantic blessings. I release undeniable miracles. I declare and declare that before the week is over, the Lord shall slam open some doors that have been shut in your face. I prophesy to your body that your body will line up by the word of God who sent his word and healed every infirmity in your life. I cancel every stronghold that's come against you, your mama, your daddy, your sister, your brother, your husband, and your wife. I cancel every negativity that has just stopped in your neighborhood. I cancel and render harmless the effectiveness of the enemy, for this is your next two months to experience big. I heard it said throughout the week that every time I turn around,
around. Every time I, and he's done so much for me, I can't help but turn around. Every time I turn around, the Lord has been good to me. Now, if you believe that is true, I don't want you to cause your neighbor to move, but I just need you to reach up in the heavenly and grab big. I need you to release it over your house, over your life. Come on, Zion. The word is not the even in your mouth. You don't need a preacher. You don't need an evangelist. The word is not the even in your mouth. And there is nothing. Give me the respect. Give him the respect to know there is nothing that God can not do. Can I get somebody to scream nothing? There is nothing that God can not do. There is nothing. He's big enough. Whatever you're going through, you can rest. You can go to sleep because there is no thing too hard for God. Our God is an amazing God. How many know that? Our God is an amazing God. If you stop and think about it and imagine how big and how powerful our God is, you can hear the psalmist in 147 that say he counts the numbers of the stars and he calls them by their name. Somebody asked, how does he know the number of the stars, Sister Sylvia? Because the same God that counted the stars created the stars. And what's more hard for him to count? Out to name. He is God Almighty. He is great in power. So Isaiah 40 and 2 says that he measures the water in the hollow of his hand. It is said that there are 250,000 rivers in the United States. And the big God that we serve take those rivers and cuffs them in his hand. If he can cuff the rivers in his hand, 2,000 2,050 rivers, if he can cut them in his hand, that that you are going through, it's not too hard for God. Whatever the enemy wants you to think, it's not too hard for God. Somebody says it's not too hard because our God is amazing. Can I tell you how amazing he is? I was sinking deep in sin. Very Seeking to rise no more. Not the church of God in Christ. Not the five baptized. Not the Jesus only. But the master of the sea. He heard my despairing from the waters. He let do I have anybody that's honest enough to say it took a miracle. It took a miracle. That's how big our God is. Our God is big. And not only is our God big, <laughs> but he's ready to do something big in your life. He is omnipotent. He is omnipotent, meaning almighty. He is the almighty God who created the heavens and the earth. He is, as we often say, an awesome God. And he reigns in majesty. He is amazing. And there is not anything that our God cannot do. Nothing is too difficult. Nothing is too complex. 
Nothing is too messy for our God to handle because our God is a great God. And if you believe that he's a great God, can I get you to let's raise up the name of the Jesus right now. Come on, raise him up, 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 raise him up. Come on, make him big, make him large. Oh, magnify the Lord. Oh, I don't let me do it by myself, but magnify the Lord and let us make him big. Let us exalt his name together. It was said, it was said that there was a young high school boy who was completing, good to see Mother Rivers, who was completing his application. He was applying for colleges. He was completing an application. And on the application that he was completing, it asked Elder Dillard if he had participated in any extracurriculum activities. His response was, yes, wrestling. So he asked him later, BJ said, well, what is your position? What position do you hold? He wrote back pinned, P-I-N-N-E-D, pinned. And they said, explain that. He said, well, it appears that every time the match is over, I'm pinned face down. I don't know if I've got any people in here that's ever felt pinned face down, ever experienced some things that have wrestled you down to the very core of your life. Trouble on every side, but not in distress. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. My face may be cast down to the mat, but I'm going to do like the 24 elders in Revelation. I bow down my face and I worship you. Since I'm in that position, I might as well worship you. Do I have anybody up in here that's ever had to well, worship him in that position? So this is what happened. Yeah, so we worship him in that position. And I am assured that when I am in that position, that there is nothing too hard for God. I must believe and we must believe that God is almighty. You know that you must believe. Believe in God. Your belief system shapes your journey. Our life is what we believe we can make it through. That's why Proverbs 23 and 7 says, for as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. What we believe and how we believe will determine our end outcome. If we believe in God, if we believe that nothing is too hard for God, then we can act like it's over when we're still in the midst of it. If we believe that God can do anything, if we can believe if you can have it, God can heal it, we can act like we've already been healed when we're sitting in the doctor's office. But in order to believe, you're going to have to have faith. Can I get somebody to put it in the atmosphere? Just scream faith, faith. And I'm not talking about faith in positive thinking or transcendentalism. I'm not talking about that faith. It is true that faith must have an object. And the value of your faith depends upon the object. If your object has no value, then your faith has no value. That's why St. Mark 11 and 22, Mother Shear tells us uh, that Jesus said, if you're going to have faith, have faith in the God. 
miracle of your faith. If you just believe it, you can receive it. And I'm just to tell you, there are no big definitions for faith, or there are numerous, a myriad of definitions for faith. But the most simple definition for faith can be found in your Bible in Hebrew 11 and 1 that says, Now faith. Somebody scream now. I know you know it by now. Can I get somebody to scream right now, faith? As Big Mama would say, he is a rat now, God, because he's quicker than a rat when the light comes on. So I'm talking about the rat now. Faith is the substance. The word substance means the support to stand up under. Faith is the support that I stand up under when all hell is around me. Now faith is the substance of things hopeful, and it is the evidence of what I do not see. In other words, faith is assurance. Somebody scream assurance. And then it is a confirmation. It is assurance. It is the title deeds of the things that I'm hoping for. And then it is the proof, assurance, confirmation, title deed of what I'm hoping for, but also the proof of what I do not see. And then the conviction of their reality. Faith is the conviction of the reality of the things that I don't see in the earthly realm. I may not have evidence around me, but according to my faith, I have confidence. Look at your neighbor and say, I may not have evidence, but I have confidence. What kind of confidence do I have that God specializes and he can do what no other power can do? So I come to tell somebody, stop trying to figure out. <laughs> He's already worked it out and it's going to be big. So as we get through our text real briefly, yes, it is true. Israel is in trouble. Israel has gotten off a track. They have gone a whoring after other gods. Their life in the book of Hosea where it talked about Ephraim has gone a whoring in the city. He's gone a whoring after other gods. And then he said Ephraim is like a cake that is unturned. In other words, you're like a cake that is not cooked. You look good on the outside, but when life pokes uh, the toothpick in you, you're not done on the inside. So what was happening is God was a little perturbed with Israel. But the thing I like about this text, uh, although it speaks of judgment, uh, it speaks of God's love and God's faithfulness to restore. All I wanted to tell somebody today that the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. They is new every morning. Great is his faithfulness unto you. Look at your neighbor and say, God is faithful. So here, here's who we have. On the scene, we have Jeremiah. Jeremiah the prophet, and you know Jeremiah. He was the voice in this particular text for God. But not only that, Jeremiah was anointed in his mother's womb. I come to comfort somebody. It doesn't matter whether or not people recognize your gift because you didn't become gifted once you became old. The reason why your mama couldn't abort you is because God has chosen you in your mother's womb. You might not be who you want to be, but thank God you're not who you 
sense he's got to tell him to stop trying to figure out uh, because God is already working it out. When Jeremiah gets to this point in the, in the scripture, Jeremiah is in prison. You know this. Uh, Jeremiah's in prison. And there are two things I want to bring up about the prison. The first reason he was in prison, Dr. Roderick Hennings, is because he had told the truth. He did what God told him to do. Can I put in this house, there will be times when you will be assaulted while on assignment. Do I have anybody that's been assaulted doing what God has called you to do? Saying what God has called you to say. Church, I want us to rise to the occasion because the enemy wants to shut our mouth. But the devil is a liar. Let whomever complain want to complain, but I'm going to preach the word or teach the word in season, out of season. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. If I never, never see you again, I got a charge to keep. Got in trouble because he was doing what God had called him to do. They had put him in prison, but he still had to believe in God. I cancel every prison assignment, spiritual incarceration that the enemy has assigned to your life. He will not lock up your praise. He will not lock up your worship. He will not lock up your praise because your praise is a weapon to use against the enemy. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, don't try to figure it out. Just give God a praise. The next that he was put in prison for imprisonment, assaulted like Paul. I remember reading about Paul. Paul said, I've been assaulted while on assignment. He said, five times I received from the Jews 40 lashes minus one. Three times I've been beaten with a rod. I was stoned. I've had sleepless night. Inescapable pressure from the care of my church. But Paul asked a question, who is weak? He said that I'm not weak. He said that I would rather for you to understand that the things that have happened unto me have been for the furtherance of the gospel. All I want you to know, it doesn't matter what kind of assaults you are experiencing. Just know that there is nothing that God cannot do. And the second reason he was in prison, he was in prison in the house of the king of Judah. That said volumes to me because he was in prison. He was shut down by his own people. Is it anybody in here that been around people that have tried to shut you down? You told me to hold on. Help was on the way. But when I held on and God turned my midnight in the day, you wanted to shut down my praise. You told me to hold on and see what the end was going to be. I come to tell somebody, you might be in captivity by your own people, but do not be dismayed. Whatever betide you, God will take 
land. And he told Jeremiah to go buy some land at a time that it did not make sense. My third point is God will challenge you in the midst of a challenge. Isn't anybody up in here? You've been going through something and you thought you were about to step out of it. But instead of stepping out of it, that thing got worse. That thing got horrible. But I'm so glad that he knows how to challenge me. He doesn't challenge me so that I can be defeated. All he wants me to do in the midst of the challenge, he wants me to trust him when I struggle to understand him. Isn't anybody in here that's ever had to trust him when you struggle to understand him? Shame the devil and tell the truth. We don't always know what God is doing. We don't always know which way he's going. Job said, I don't know where you are. I've gone up to your workshop, but I cannot find you there. I've gone to my prayer closet, but I can't find you there. I've gotten down on my knees at 6 a.m. in the morning, and I could not find you there. I went jogging, and I used to hear you on the trout, but I could not find you there. Isn't it? Prayer still works. Prayer still 
to the kingdom. I remember, and I'm getting ready to bring it in, but I remember one of the last things that my mother told me before she went on to Shekinah Glory. I was leaving from Carrollton, going to Gladewater, Texas. My dear St. Joyce, whatever you do, bring your key with you. I said, my dear, I don't want to bring my key. If I don't have a key, I can go ask my nephew, Chris. If I don't have a key, I can ask my brother, Milton. My dear told me, you need your own key. So when you get home, you don't have to knock on the door. When you get home, you don't have to push a thing. You Promise, because not one promise fails. 
down. But whatever God said he was going to do before this time next year, God will fulfill every promise in your life. Oh, Siobhan, God promised Joshua, Joshua, there failed no promise, no good thing that the Lord withhold from the house of Israel. And then in 2 Peter 3 and 9, the Lord does not delay. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I know it's been a long time coming, but the Lord does not delay. I know you've been waiting for a long time, but the Lord does not delay. I know that your wait has been treacherous, treacherous, but the Lord does not delay. He's not slow for what he promised. If he didn't give it to you, he didn't want the promise to choke the life out of you. He didn't want the promise to come prematurely, but he's about to release some promises in this house. This is where he's going to do out of all that had gone on in this particular 32nd chapter. The verse I like the most, not just that he put us under judgment, not just that he prayed, but verse 42 talks about, I'm going to give it all back. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I, I'm positioning myself to get it all back. I lost some things. I lost some people, but I'm positioning myself to get it back. The devil is a liar. I'm going to get my children. The devil is a liar. I'm going to get my grandchildren. The devil is a liar. I'm going to get my marriage. The devil is a liar. I'm going to get my ministry. And when I get it back, it shall be big. Somebody scream big. I'm going to give you fields, increase your income. It shall be big according to the law of restoration. What God is about to give you is going to be seven times. Seven times greater. Seven times greater. It left one way. But look at it now. If it's seven times greater, Elder Golden, it might be unrecognizable. What God is about to give back to you, eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard, neither has it entered into the heart. What God has in store, because God has power. Neighbor, you just don't know what 
You just don't know what I've been up against in the last 11 months. But neighbor, I don't want to figure it out. I just want to praise him because he's already worked it out. So excuse me while I praise God for what he's done. Come on, Zion. Come on, Zion. Come on. One person by the hand. Uh, we're going to pray, but we're going to praise first. Before you praise with them, just look, in the eye, look at them in the eye and say, neighbor, just in case I did something that I wasn't supposed to do to you or anybody else, before I praise him, let me repent. Let me ask God to forgive me because right now, I'm getting ready to praise God for what he's already done. I'm getting ready to praise him for what he's going to do. Now on the count of three, you and your neighbor begin to praise God. Give 
to prophesy over your own house. Whatever your address is, whatever your address is, on the count of three, scream your address. Come on. One, two, three. Revive us again! Revive us again! Revive! 
your children, your grandchildren, reach up in the heaven and just pull them down. I want to thank you all for not walking so much. Thank you. Thank you. You walk in the promises of soul. Yes, thank you for coming. Hallelujah. And Father, we declare and decree by the power of your word, household salvation. If there be anyone that is not saved, we just believe that by faith and according to our faith, it is done. So by faith, we declare and we decree household salvation. We thank you that it is done in the matchless name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Give the Lord a praise clap all over the building. If you can get a $20 seed in your hand, get your seed. Your seed is your key ring to your key. 
I need some people that know that God is doing something supernatural in your life to bring the Lord a $20 seed, a $10 seed. Come on, all over the building. Stand from where you are. Let's rush, rush, rush to bring the Lord a seed, to bring the Lord a seed, whatever God is doing in your life. Come on, come on, come on. The anointing is here, the anointing. Anointing, fall on me. Come, come, come. Bring your $20 seed from all over your $20. Hallelujah. Somebody said, I don't have $20, but I'm going to sow a seed. Whatever you're going to sow, bring your gift. 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 Is there anything too hard for God? That's it. Come. 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 That's it. That's it. That's it from all over the building. They're spread out. They're spread out so they can meet you. We can expedite time. Thank you, thank you. That's it. I need about 200 more. Come, come this way. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Is there anything too hard for God? Be encouraged to preach the word. Be encouraged to trust God when you can't trace him. Be encouraged to use your key. And watch the Lord do something big. Watch him do something big. He's promised you. Oh, thank you, thank you, that. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the great response. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That's it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you.